LSU. Boom! All night long. Yes. Let's freaking go. The Brian, Pre- Brr, Brian Kelly press conference, everything you need to know from what was a loaded press conference. So I'm looking at you if you're listening to this via iTunes, Spotify, uh, or on YouTube, Facebook, anything like that. Please give this a share, five-star review. And the big story is Makai Wingo more than likely out for the season. Now, I did see Makai Wingo tweet out that he will be back for the playoffs. I was very excited to see that. But obviously, he is one of the top five players on this team. He was one of the best players on last year's team. Got the number 18 uniform. And for right now, he had surgery on uh, a lower body injury. And we're just going to hope that he is back for our playoff run. But Wingo is out. Some other injury news. Zai Alexander out for the Alabama game. He could also be out for a significant period of time. Emory Jones is back with the team. He was practicing last week anyway, so it's good to have him back as we get ready for the Chris Braswell and Dallas Turner show. But a big topic of conversation was Deuce Chestnut and Denver Harris. Brian Kelly yet again said that they were unavailable for the Alabama game, and I do not believe this is injury-related. We have not really gotten any specificity, even though it was asked uh, a few times. Um, We still haven't really heard Brian Kelly get asked why they are out. What did they do? Um, And Brian Kelly was also asked, hey, what is it like balancing short-term goals versus long-term standards that you want to set for your program? And Brian Kelly said, look, I have a 10-year contract. I thought that was funny. I really did. But honestly, if they aren't doing what they need to do off the field and on the field, they haven't really been all that good up to this point, I, I'm perfectly fine. Uh, I, I know that that um, may be uh, something that a lot of people disagree with because a good bit of you, or I would at least say some of you would say, hey, Forget culture. Forget all of that. It is code red on our defensive backfield. We need everyone we could get to play on the LSU secondary. I will say this, okay? Part of why I think Denver Harrison, Deuce Chestnut are not back is because they have stunk, right? You, as a coach, tend to have a longer leash on things if someone is actually justifying Uh, whatever they are doing off the field with good play, but neither one of them have not been all that great. So the truth is we're going to go into Tuscaloosa 10 toes down, banged up, whatever you want to call it. We're going to need Mason Smith to step up. 
Brian Kelly was asked about Jordan Jefferson. He also said Jordan Jefferson has been one of the best players on our team this year. Brain Swinson's going to need to step up. Paris Sheen's going to need to step up. We're going to need a lot of people to step up, more so in the secondary, if anything else, right? But Kai Wingo is the best player we have lost to injury up to this point of the season, okay? But the bigger loss is Zion Alexander because now Brian Kelly will probably start, say, drying at one corner, and the opposite corner is going to probably be Ashton Stamps, Javian Toviano, or Jeremiah Hughes, who Brian Kelly spoke up in the press conference. So that is always one of the biggest stories when we start one of these post-Brian Kelly press conference streams. The next thing that I would bring up is the Florida kickoff time, okay? I hate this. Hate it. There are people traveling from all around the country, and we still don't know what time the game will start. We have to wait until Sunday when uh, network executives are going to decide when the game will be played. I am fine if you're deciding between 6 and 6.30, which was the case earlier this season versus Auburn, but there are three different start times for the Florida game. It could be a CBS 2.30 kickoff. It could be a 6 p.m. kickoff on ESPN. It could also be a 6.30 p.m. kickoff versus uh, the Florida Gators. And if it's at 2.30, it'll be on CBS. If it's at 6, it'll be on ESPN. If it's at 6.30, it'll be on the SEC Network. What I would say about this, though, a minor victory of the Florida kickoff time is the game will not be at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. would have been a disastrous start time for us because when we get back from Alabama, it is going to be late. So for the Florida kickoff, you want that game to be at night, okay? Um, you want a night kickoff for that game. No questions asked because you're going to be get back in at 11 as much time as you can to rest for the next week is obviously uh, going to be paramount. So obviously, um, you know, not the best press conference when it comes to news, right? You are praying and hoping to whichever metaphysical belief you uh, trans, uh, but believe that Makai Wingo was going to be ready and that Zy Alexander was going to be ready. And obviously, I have been very hopeful but skeptical that they were going to be ready to go um, just based on what I was hearing. So now it's official. Those two guys aren't playing. Now, obviously, Brian Kelly talked about a lot of different things. If you have any questions, if you missed the press conference, I have everything pretty much uh, transcribed right here. Um, if you have any questions about the LSU-Alabama game, let me know. A little bit later this afternoon, we'll be dropping our advanced scouting report of the Alabama offense on Patreon. So sign up today, patreon.com slash LSU football. Okay? Um, we've been giving out a ton of cards. Um, so we're going to give out some more during this stream. So let's get to it. Let's go. We say to Dr. Morgan. We say to Chase Hayden. Levor, our first chatter of the evening. I'd say the evening, the morning. Ellie Mom, good to see you. She's tuning in from work. Thank you so much. Uh, Andrew says, I'm sipping some coffee. What's up, Carter? I think LSU is going to shock everyone the rest of the season, and I mean in a good way. 
I hope so, Andrew. Let's start here with Chance, uh, one of our sharpest viewers here. At least we have depth this season on the defensive line. True, right? Um, and this, obviously, uh, and I'm going to give you the inverses. This was up, Josh, Danny Girl, good to see you. Um, okay. I know a few people in sports medicine. I am not a doctor, okay? I am not uh, someone that could give you the ins and outs of sports injuries, okay? We've seen a lot of them in the NFL this year. Uh, and honestly, in college football, the athletes are younger, but you still see uh, quite a few injuries. So I'm not an expert on any of this, right? But what I will say about the Makai Wingo injury is I do want to do a deeper dive and it's hard to get all this data, but I do feel if you play a high volume of snaps, those do tend to take a toll on you. Okay. Now we don't know the exact moment of when Makai Wingo got hurt. Was it uh, some guy uh, cheap shot in him? We don't know. We don't know the full injury history. What I can tell you, though, is he was so vital to our success last season that we rarely took him off the field, okay? And as we have mentioned plenty of times, during the end of the Orgeron tenure, we were not doing that great of a job developing some of the defensive linemen that we were bringing in, okay? So Mason Smith got hurt. It was a freak injury, and that hurt because then after that, we just couldn't really afford to take Jaqueline Roy and Makai Wingo off the field. And, you know, on top of that, we could not really play anyone else at defensive tackle outside of Guillory, right? So it sucks, but this is why you got to have that championship depth. If you're truly a championship team, one elite, even if it is an elite defensive lineman, you should still be able to get the job done, right? Um, you know, last year, Georgia lost Nolan Smith. No sweat off their backs. They still rolled, okay? So championship teams are able to overcome these injuries, right? Um, you, you look at some of the great LSU defensive linemen. Um, in 07, we did not have Ricky Jean Francois for the entire season. Didn't have him, okay, until the end of the year when he became a monster, one of the best players We've honestly seen on an LSU defensive line. Um, but we still had Al Woods, Clint Dorsey, and Al Woods got hurt over the weekend. I hope he gets better. Um, Al Woods, Clint Dorsey, and Marlon Favorite, right? So, you know, with Makai Wingo being out, it's Jordan Jefferson and those guys that are going to need to step up. And honestly, Mason Smith too, right? And in honor of Mason Smith, we're going to put out some good vibes that Mason has the game of his life. Uh, we're going to give out a Mason Smith autograph. We get to a hundo in Super Chat. So we've been giving out a ton of Mason Smith autographs recently, and he had his best game of the season versus Army. So hopefully that continues as we move forward. But understand that, you know, when, when you play such a high volume of snaps at such a mentally and physically exhausting position like defensive line, you've got to have numbers. Right. You, you, you just got to have numbers. Right. 
Now, Wingo isn't just some number, right? He is, in theory, the number 18, the leader. Um, one of the best players on the team, okay? Um, but, I mean, you we, we still should be able to find our way through it. And it's not only for the Alabama game. You know, one thing Brian Kelly was asked about was about Jaden Daniels and it being a high-profile game versus Alabama. Brian Kelly said, look, we still got three games after this. We got two games after this versus top 15 recruiters, okay? So we're going to need our trench guys to step up big time, all right? We're going to need our trench guys to step up huge, all right? So, yeah, Dante, I hope everything turned out well. At least uh, you are here. Good to see you. Casey says LSU by 10. All right. Let's take a look at the poll question. What was your all-time favorite Alabama win? Okay. So I gave you three options here, 2011, 2019, and 2022. And so far, 2019 is winning the poll. Okay. Um, for me, it would be 2011 because I was there. Uh, I was at the 2022 game as well. So I'm a little biased towards those, but you let me know. Um, and let's see here. Now, Forbes, it was it was bad. I mean, it's obviously, uh, yeah. You know, I, I get I get this, and, and this was a question that was brought up last week. Do did we think Brian Kelly was was you know bluffing on Wingo and and Alexander? And you know, I, I kind of said no. I mean, it, Brian Kelly just does not strike me as a guy that would do something like that, right? I don't think coaches who do that are doing something truly evil, right? I just don't think that that's really, especially going up against Nick, who he called and and talked to for advice on taking the LSU job. I, I don't think he would do something like that. I really don't. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's wild, man. Absolutely wild. Now, next thing, and I want to go through um, a few other things that Brian Kelly brought up in the press conference. We do it every single Monday, okay? And we're just going to go through, and it's going to be some of the things that we've already gone over, but there's more of you uh, jumping in here. Um, but yes, it's important to note that the Zy Alexander and Mekhi Wingo situations are multiple weeks, right? The likelihood that Alexander is back for even Florida is uh, very little. Now, here's a Mekhi Wingo tweet. He says, I'll be back for playoffs. We'll be focused. Okay, Brian Kelly, of course, rocking the pandas today. Um, let's see here. A few other things. Obviously, it's uh, on your screen right now. Um, I'll touch on this again, okay? I hate – I don't mind a two-week notice on kickoff times. But six days is, is short notice, Right, and I don't care. There's not really much of a difference with the six and six thirty kick, but a six and two thirty kick is is pretty huge. Okay, now I wanted to show you this right here. I thought 
that LSU was going to get the 11 a.m. treatment. Um, but instead, they went with Alabama at Kentucky for the 11 a.m. kick. I thought for sure that they were going to put LSU in Florida at that spot. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, CBS is going to decide one of these three games are going to be the CBS 230. Okay, Florida at LSU, Georgia uh, holding Old Miss, and Tennessee obviously hosting Alabama. Uh, or not Alabama, Tennessee hosting uh, Missouri. Or Missouri hosting Tennessee, excuse me. So there you go. Um, it's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate. Not um, the, the the big break though was not getting the 11 a.m. kickoff time. Okay. Now, next thing. All right. Yep. Here's that. That would be pretty huge if if he does. I'm not so sure if he does or not. Uh, it it. You know, that would obviously be a huge, huge addition uh, for LSU. But then again, you know, I, I'm pretty sure he has NFL aspirations. And he says, look, I, I have played so many college snaps. What if I come back to college and I get hurt again? So there you have it. Now, one thing I, I, I'll, I'll mention here, okay, and it's a question uh, that was brought up here by Connor Plache. All right. I do get a lot of Corey Raymond comments. A lot. I will say this. I understand Arkansas is getting a bye week before they have to play Florida. And Florida um, is coming off an emotional beatdown by Georgia. Okay. You know, we, we've got to quit with the Corey Raymond stuff. I mean, we, we do. Right. Number one, we have defensive back coaches now. All right. Are they doing a great job this year? Well, our secondary's not been good. How much of that is on them? How much of that is on the guys in the room? How much of that is the total scheme under Matt House? There's a lot of different blame that can go everywhere. But I I, I don't mind any comment that you guys send me. I don't. I really don't. But the Corey Raymond stuff is getting a little – it's becoming a lot. I, you know, I've had to answer to this quite a bit, all right? If Corey Raymond's secondary gets exposed again versus an Arkansas team who had the worst passing attack I think I've ever seen in the SEC versus Mississippi State, okay – if the Florida secondary gets torched again versus Arkansas, Florida being at home, I don't want to hear another Corey Raymond thing. Okay, I just don't. I I, I don't want to hear it. Okay, because Florida secondary is not playing well. Now, do they recruit well? Yeah, they they recruit well. They're not playing well. All right. Now, is it just the secondary? No. But Georgia was out was without Brock Bowers, okay, and you know, Lad McConkey went off on them, and Lad McConkey is a really good football player. He play a lot for us, but you know, I I it's it, it's a lot, it's a lot. I get a lot of Corey Raymond comments, so let's hope Robert Steeples and Kerry Cooks can turn things around with our current group. And I'm focused on those guys getting the job done. Okay. 
So, uh, I and, and, and once again, you guys could send me any message that you want regarding LSU football. I'm open to hearing anything. Anything. Okay? You guys know I'm an open book. But that is, it's, it's become a lot. It's become a lot. What's up, Ant? Good to see you. I know he's happy about the Pellies. Epic Shorty, the winner of a, well, he's got to tell me what kind of card he wants. I've got a lot here. I haven't given out a Josh Williams yet. So first $20 super chatter. Um, Let's see. Let's give out a Josh Williams. Let me show you. First $20 super chatter is getting a Josh Williams card in the mail. And he's someone that we not talked a whole lot about. You know, who won the Alabama game for us last year? Well, if you were to do a ranking, Josh Williams would have to be in that top 10 list. He had that epic third and seven run, had the huge block on Branch on the Jaden Daniels touchdown run versus Alabama. Um, he also ran over Will Anderson, which never gets enough credit. He just ran him flat over. Um, that was one of the clutchest running back performances versus Alabama since. I don't know what this was. Since Clyde Edwards Hilaire uh, had the most epic Alabama performance uh, we've ever seen at running back. So could this be the Josh Williams game? Could this be the game where Alabama has nightmares of him trucking them, which was crazy considering he got hit harder than any running back I think I've ever seen in pass protection early in that game. So he got up and then started running them over, right? That's the one thing about Josh Williams. If he is out on the field, there's more than likely going to be a cosmic collision, right? It's it's going to be two meteors colliding. Um, he, he packs a punch, right? Now, sometimes he, he gets hit, right? Last week uh, versus Army, he got tackled um, by his arm. Right? He held hands with someone and he got flipped. Uh, he is such an exciting player. So I'm really excited to see what Josh can do. Um, so, yeah, okay, there you go. Epic Shorty wants a BTJ card. I'm sending it to you. Um, but, yeah. Let's go to Lauren here. Lauren, I'm glad you made uh, the safe drive back from Austin. She uh, sent me a message yesterday and said, well, I'm driving back from Austin and – you were trying to get the David Banner uh, Butterfly Door trivia question in. Uh, I know I just – Dante was a guy uh, who actually got it right. But Lauren was like, I know this song. I was just listening to this on my drive back from Austin. Huh? 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 Um, yeah, so this is going to be a big debate this week, all right? Is Brian Kelly trying to be too much of a moralist? All right. Um because obviously, going into this Alabama game with uh, Sage Ryan, who has struggled, wasn't even playing outside corner before the season. Now he is our outside corner number one. Um, and true freshman, that's where we are right now. Okay. And potentially LaTerrence Welsh. We'll see. <sighs> the first thing is we don't know exactly what. Deuce Chestnut and Denver Harris have done. Now, I am a little bit more sympathetic um, to Deuce in a way simply because Denver Harris has been so in and out. 
or Deuce Chestnut has just been out. But I cannot say this enough, all right? Before the season began, Deuce Chestnut said he was excited to go play at DBU. All right, so, so you get your golden opportunity. And once again, I cannot confirm nor deny what any rumor has said. Okay, and I, I'm, I'll keep that position. But if you get the golden opportunity to play DB at LSU, you've got to do what you need to do on and off the field, right? So, so much is going to be made about these guys just being mysteriously out. Folks, they, they, they weren't good, right? They were not good when they were there, all right? So... To Lawrence's point, it's not just a long-term thing. It's a short-term thing, right? You know, the good thing about Toviano and Hughes in particular is there's really no film on those guys, right? We don't know. It it It's kind of like the, the family guy meme, right? It's do you take the the what the it was like a boat or a car or whatever. Or do you take what's in the mystery box? Okay. Well, in this case. This is, do you want a tricycle or do you want what's in the mystery box, right? So in this case, the tricycle is our defensive backs that have not played well, all right? And in the other case, it's the mystery box. Maybe the mystery box, maybe Jeremiah Hughes goes out there and plays at an extremely high level, okay? Um, you know, I, I liked Jeremiah Hughes coming out of Vegas. I, I personally, just as a player, right? I've gotten to meet his parents, Um and, you know, obviously, they're really nice, awesome people. You know, it's, it's simple, okay? This guy practiced against some of the best receivers every day, okay? He played at as good of a high school program as you are going to find, all right? So, look, maybe he's ready. Maybe Jamie and Toviano is ready, okay? Okay, well, yeah, I'll look at the messages. I haven't sent it out yet, so that's good. Two or three, not good as one. Good to see you. No Kenny Chesney super chat today. We could do some Kenny Chesney trivia. We did David Banner yesterday. Logan, I do. I do, okay? Because uh, we, we talked about the Vegas point spread yesterday. So Circus Sportsbook, which is one of the most reputable sports books in the country, open with Alabama as six-point favorites, okay? Now, Circa is, is like, very strong in their own process, right? They're not going to move their line as much as other sports books might, uh, if that makes sense, right? I'm, you know, a sports media nerd, sports betting nerd to a certain degree. Um, but now, like I said last night, If you were in Vegas, ironically, we we're just talking about Jeremiah Hughes. I would have gone to, to that to that sports book and hammered LSU plus six because I thought that was going to be the best number you're going to get. I've seen it down to three and a half, and I think it might close at three. All right. Now, if it gets down to two and a half, that that gets a little that gets a little dicey uh, from just an objective. Uh, betting uh, situation, but it is down. Okay. Now, 
what we need to do is let's see if the market determines if they feel Wingo and Alexander and those guys being officially out. Let's see if that changes things, right? Because this was an extensive injury report, right? Extensive. We got confirmation that four guys that were starters slash key guys to start the year are officially out on defense. Will the sportsbook markets change at all? I've not checked Alabama's injury report. I normally don't get into that till you know, the Wednesday, Thursday live stream. So uh, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind, okay? Danny, I, I will address actually that in uh, the Patreon. I'm actually working on something uh, regarding that. Uh, so that'll be coming out later this afternoon with our advanced stats uh, LSU defense versus the Alabama offense preview. That'll be dropping later this afternoon on Patreon. So go subscribe now, patreon.com slash LSU football. Okay? Now, this is what I will say, just to give you a little preview, because I know a lot of you are going to sign up. Once again, if you sign up, you get a Joe Burrow card in the mail from me. Okay? Uh, you send me your address and send it out. Um, you know, I, I truly do believe one thing I would do if I were Madhouse is under any circumstance, do not let Alabama beat you over the top. Don't do it. Okay. What I would do is run a crap ton of quarters. I would run a lot of quarters and and too high, okay? Middle of the field, close stuff. Alabama's just killed that this year, right? Um, you know, their deep touchdown pass to Arkansas was uh, a miss when they rotated into a middle of the field close. And then the um, deep pass to Tennessee was kind of a mixture of, 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 of things, right? I, I think LSU is going to play a lot of quarters. I do, right? Which is four defensive backs just playing back. Okay. And once again, I'm not an elite defensive behind like Madhouse. Um, but, you know, up to this point, we have not had an elite defense. So let's hope. Let's hope. Let's hope, you know, we, we go into this game. And, you know, one thing is Alabama will say, look, if you want to play off of us, your defensive backs this year have not proven that they can tackle a soul. So let's throw underneath it, take what the defense gives you, and force you to tackle our guys in the open field. Okay? Here's one thing that is going in LSU's favor. All right? One thing. There is nothing on Alabama's offense. There's not a single player on that offense that is a bona fide first round pick. Okay. So last year, Alabama had two of those guys, right? They had Bryce Young and they had Jameer Gibbs, right? And those guys obviously had their moments versus us, in particular, Gibbs, who had a really good game. Okay. Um, 
And in years past, obviously Alabama's had Devonta Smith who tore us up. Jalen Waddle gave us issues. Um, Julio Jones, if you want to go way back to you know that 2010 period, the, they they had dudes right. This year they don't have one of those guys. They don't. They don't have what I would consider a first round talent at running back. They don't have uh, a first round talent at wide receiver. They don't have one at tight end. Milrow's an interesting, you know, future uh, NFL prospect, if you ask me. Um, but I, I don't know if I'd consider him a first-round quarterback at this point. And their offensive line, obviously, they got first-round profiles everywhere up there, but not anything, you know, truly spectacular. And they're relatively young, right? You know, late them, I think, could be a first-rounder, but still. Um, so LSU does have that going for them, right? They don't like. They don't have anyone like just special, special, but they are really good, right? Uh, that's not to short sell them. And we have made a lot of guys that are special. We made them look Jerry Rice worthy, and we've made a lot of good players look like Odell Beckham, right? So we've we 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 just got to do the simple things right. We got to do the simple things right. Okay. Yeah, Mason's going to be a big key, right? If we're going to play quarters, that means it's one less guy in the box. And honestly, Brian, you know, I I, I think Mason's played well enough these last couple of weeks that, you know, in particular Missouri game, we had some good moments. Army game, we had some transcendent moments, you know, going up against triple teams and still getting pressure. Um. But that was Army. This is a big boy. So let's see if Mason has the game that we could see him happen, uh, see him have. One guy that I'm very interested to see is is Greg Penn, right? Greg Penn is a very solid player. He has played a lot of football for us, a lot. But he, in pretty much every game, I didn't see one versus Auburn, but Every game, he is a primary inside linebacker. He he will miss a box tackle, and it go for a huge game. Obviously, we would like to eliminate that. He had a big miss one uh, versus Alabama, where overall he played pretty fine. But I had a huge miss one. I think early third or early fourth uh, versus Gibbs. So you know we 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 got to get ready for it. We, we, we've got to get ready for it. So there we go. Let's see. Now, once again, no pregame show on Saturday. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm reevaluating doing uh, pregame shows because there's just so much going on uh, in the pregame. Uh, but obviously, Saturday is just going to be so crazy. So I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Um, you know, one thing I, I truly do feel about the SEC this season, okay, is I I do feel LSU has enough to get to the finish line this year. I I think at this point though. With Wingo being out, with Zion Alexander being out, 
you know, I said this before the Ole Miss and Missouri weekend, okay? I said the likelihood that we walk out of both of these venues with victories is going to be really hard to see, okay? Now, but no Wingo, no no Zy Alexander. I do feel a little bit more comfortable, ironically, even though we have more top 15 recruiters coming up. I feel a little bit more comfortable about LSU winning out from this point forward, especially if we get past the Alabama game. Um, but it's going to be very hard, okay? So I understand that, you know, on here and in the Discord and just in general, we have been talking a lot about playoff scenarios, okay? At this point, it's going to be very hard for us to even survive the season without losing at least one more game. It's going to be very hard, okay? Florida's not a bad team. They're not a good team, but they're not a bad team, okay? Give Billy some credit getting that team where they are now. Um, Texas A&M's not a bad team. They're not a good team, but they're both top 15 recruiters, and obviously A&M's going to have a little extra spice versus us considering we're stealing their recruits right in front of their eyes, okay? So, yeah, it's – it's going to be tough. It's 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 going to be really 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 tough to 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 get through it. Okay. Now, here's what we're going to do. In the next five to ten minutes, I'm going to answer as many questions as we possibly can. Obviously, if you super chat, we go straight to it. Once again, first twenty dollars super chat, we'll get a Josh Williams card in the mail. Uh, I shipped out a bunch of stuff this morning. Um, so yeah, let's see. Yeah, at this point, he's he's probably. Out, but he did say if we're in the playoffs, he will be available. Okay. When we make the playoffs, we will be available. I love that confidence. Let's go. Let's go. But at this point, I, I, feel, I feel like LSU will beat Alabama. I do. I do. I think, um, I think they've just not seen an offense like ours. Okay. Now, Tennessee's offense is really good. They have. To me, the best play caller in the SEC. They've got great skill guys. They've got, to me, the best group of running backs in the SEC right now, um, one of which is Louisiana native Dylan Sampson. They're, they're really good. Um, their offensive line, of course, is, is good in part because of the system. But the issue for Tennessee versus Alabama was Joe Milton sucked. He just sucked. Okay, He, just, he missed too many throws to, to go on the road and beat them. Okay? Now, their defense is better than LSU's defense. And their defense overall had a good game. You know, they, they really did. I mean, they held them to seven points in the first half. Um, but the guy that they struggled stopping was Burton. Burton was a really, really, really good football player for them. Okay? You might not like him. Okay? He's not really my cup of tea. But he's playing at a high level right now. Let's go to LE88. Carter, can you project all our secondary starters on Datterday? I like that. Datterday. I guess if the Saints played on Saturday, they would call them Datterdays. Get it guess who Dat Datterdays? Okay. Now we'll go through this one by one. Um 
the safeties are pretty much locked in. It's going to be Major Burns and, and, and Andre Sam. Sage Ryan will start at one of the other corners, and the other corner is... I, I would think that it's going to be LaTerrence Welsh. I, I do. But if if I if I were LSU, I would start Stamps. I would. Um, but then again, you know, do you really want to start Ashton Stamps when he's been out for forever? Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's a little late week off to do something like this. But during the bye week, I would have brought up the idea – uh, that I brought up all season, okay? Try a wide receiver there, okay? So many of these guys play two ways in high school. Go through your roster to see who all play two ways in high school and see if one of them could play corner, okay? I think it's to that point. Um, but that's a long shot. Obviously, those guys in that room have a better idea of their DBs than me. So, um I don't think he could do that this week, though. I really don't. But, yeah, I, I think it'll be Welsh. I do. I do. Now, do I think that is good? Um, no, I, I would start stamps. I, I would start stamps, okay? here Here's the thing with Welsh. When the ball is in the air... And we need to make a play. He's as good as anyone on the team and making plays on 50-50 balls. All right. The issue for him has just been open field tackling. Special teams, it's shown up some. And in the Ole Miss game, it showed up. Now, in his defense, nobody tackled well in the Ole Miss game. Uh, but the issue is he, he struggles in space in that aspect of, of the game. All right. And, you know, I could argue that that's – the most important job of a DB is tackling, right? Because if you miss a tackle, you're oftentimes going to be out in a lot of space and you're going to be in an open field tackling a faster player. We, we've just got to make tackles. Uh, let's go here. Do I expect to see more Mason Taylor than we have, uh, than we have lately? In the passing game, you could, right? So, you know, if Nick goes into this game and says, look, I know Mason Taylor killed us last year, but we, we've got to, we've, we want to go into this game not getting beat by Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. You take a look at where Alabama's defenses have been vulnerable. Tennessee was, was hitting their tight ends. They should have had actually tight ends catch three touchdowns that day, right? Um, one was stopped on a missed holding slash really good pass deflection by uh, an overhang linebacker. Another was just a blatant miss by Joe Milton in the first half um, in the red zone. So that, that forced their second field goal of the game. And then right before halftime, they hit their tight end versus a zero blitz on a little pick play. Um, so, yeah, and you look at the Arkansas game. Arkansas's backup tight end, Ty Washington, had a pretty good day. So you could see Mason involved a little bit more. I do want to make one thing clear as well. Mason is playing well. Yes, uh, you know, he's not putting up Antonio Gates, Travis Kelsey numbers, uh, but he's playing well. 
He knows where he needs to be at all times. Uh, he's he's blocking really well. There was a really good play versus Army where, you know, he was one-on-one in a blocking assignment. So, uh, you, you, you could you could see Mason have a big game, right? You, you can get to the tight end versus Alabama. You can. All right. Let's go to Epic Short. He said, Welsh was decent against Ole Miss. You're right. If we're just talking about the first drive, after that it it got a little rough, and and it was the tackling, right? He missed um, a tackle on a on a third and nine versus Trey Harris. Now Trey Harris is our best receiver, so you know it happens. But he was in position to 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 make a tackle, and he 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 didn't touch him. It was a tough play. I couldn't make it. None of us could make it. Um, but it's one that you need, you know, your, your DB to make. He missed some other opportunities in that game. And you you would have thought that they would have tried him again. They, they're not even really tried him again. So I'm I'm fine with trying him versus Alabama with Di Alexander being out. Right. Yeah, Jay Madison, true, right? Um, you know, obviously we'll touch on that next week. But that's it's a really good point, though. The sign of a good coach is not getting the team up to play Alabama. If you can't get up to play Alabama, you, you're, you're just not meant for this, right? I would like to think all 96 of you watching this wouldn't need a Hall of Fame coach to get your blood flowing for the Alabama game. That just shouldn't happen, right? Um, but there is something called the Bama hangover. It's just out there, right? The week after you play Alabama, things are – you're you're a wounded duck, um, per se, right? So, you know, last year, we played our worst football um, after the Alabama game, Right? It was weird. Our, our season was like weirdly sandwiched, right? Beginning of the season, we did not play great football. We were able to survive, you know, some, some good wins. Then the middle of the season, we wrapped, uh, we, we just ripped off Florida, Ole Miss, and Alabama where we played excellent football. And then the final, you know, month of the season, we just not, we just did not play our best. Where this year, you know, we've been really good on the offensive side. Um, you know, elite, transcendent, all-time good on the offensive side. Uh, it's just what the numbers say. Don't shoot the messenger here. And then on the defensive side, we have just been one of the worst LSU defenses we've seen. But, yeah, it is it is important. We, we're going to need, no matter what happens versus this Alabama game, to continue to play at a high level. Um, so, yeah, let's hope we do. I didn't think we'd get a Manny Netherly reference. I love it, Ant. Um, yeah, so it just has been. I mean, that's just it's, we missed some versus Army that we should have had. I I don't know what to say. You know, you really you know, had a former LSU player tell me this about tackling. Really, what all can you do? Of course, you can practice it more, right? And practices have gotten softer, per se. I mean, there's not as much hitting in practice as it was back when 
you know, we were playing high school ball and we we're doing Oklahoma drill every day, beating our brains in, which probably wasn't smart, right? It's part of the reason why I had a two seven GPA at LSU. And I'm also just naturally not that smart of a person. Um, but yeah, you know, the tackling has just not been good this year. Um, and it's got to get better. It's, it's just all there is to it. Let's go to Blanche. Blanche, thank you for all your support over the years, man. Um, yeah, I, I think we'll play a lot of too high. I think we'll play a lot of quarters. Okay. I, I think I think we I think we will. What's going to be interesting is how much split field stuff are we going to do? Okay. So let's see. I want to make sure I don't want to. If if you asked a question earlier and oh, I don't even know who this is. She's asking why don't we have a start time for the Florida game? I don't even know who that is. We've touched on that. And who and who was that? I don't even remember who that was. Who in the hell takes a photo in a Bronco? Right? What the heck is that? Just shameful behavior. Shameful. I I will I I will t- I will also say this. Okay. What I w- what I think could happen on Saturday is what if what if Toviano starts at corner and he just shuts it down. And Jeremiah Hughes steps up and he just shuts it down. I don't know if all of you would be happy or, or, or just mad about that. <laughs> huh? 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 Um, now, I do have one final thing here. Okay. Notice, and I saw Dr. Morgan get all co's with some of her new PHL gear. It is getting chilly. It's about to be gumbo season. We do have the hoodie I'm wearing right now for sale. PowerHourLSU.com slash shop. Get you some, okay? You buy two hoodies. I'll send you a Malik Neighbors card. So get after it. Okay. PowerHourLSU.com slash shop. Okay. Let's go here. Uh oh, I haven't said anything positive about the defense. Uh no, I, I think the defense has played better, right? I, I do. I do. That's good. Is this the Roast the Fans Carter segment? No, it was uh, some irony for Haley. Huh? <laughs> uh, there you go. Brett takes an L here. Holy expensive merch. Okay, Brett, just don't get it. I mean, that's all there is to it. I mean, you go to any rock concert, you're going to get a $65 hoodie. 
And if you saw how much these things cost, and you got to pay the web bill and all that stuff, shipping. Uh, so just don't don't get it, Brett. But then again, I've never seen you comment before, and that that's always it's always the case. First time commenters uh, that are, they're always hating on me. They're like, "Hey, you shouldn't charge this." Okay, then don't support. That's fine. Okay, that's fine. Huh? 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 It's all good, man. And anyone that gets stuff, you know, normally I send extra stuff as well. But then again. Neighbors and Thomas getting doubled all game. But yeah, you know, you you go to the supermarket, everything's up, right? It's not. Trust me, I've had to change a lot of things I do every day because everything's gone up. So. There you go. Do I have an orange Bronco? Uh, I do not. No, that was just a photo op. <laughs> huh? 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 I wish I did, Michael B. I, 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 I don't have those kinds of wheels. I don't. I do not have the, the Maserati money just yet. I, I, dude, BTJ had a few reps versus Kool-Aid last year that were really good. Really good. Where he got open, we just missed him. Um, where they were neck and neck and the throw wasn't the best. And, yeah, I, I think BTJ can beat Kool-Aid. I do. It is going to be tight. You know, he's, he's going to be the best corner that he's played all year. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, Jordan. Joey B did look good yesterday. Okay. That was the first time I got to sit down and watch a full Bengals game. Um, yeah, I'm such a big Joe and Jamar fan. I get as excited about the Bengals as I do watching the Saints. I do. And the Saints are my team. Uh, it just it just brings back so many good memories. And I was happy to see Joe fully healthy and and being himself. And what did Jamar say? Wait. We should just we should have just kept Joe out until week five, week six, and see right now, you know, he's fully healthy and just killing it. I mean, he was so freaking good. Even got some Clemson QB draw action in there. So shout out to Joey B. And shout out to the Saints getting the dub. Rashid Shahid is a baller. I love it. I wish you would have stuck with number 89, though. Switching to number 22. 22 is not a receiver number, baby. Should have stuck with 89. 
Um, but there you go. Now, don't forget, this was a really good live chat. I really appreciate each and every one of you. Okay. Please go join the Patreon. I'm going to be dropping um my uh my breakdown on Jermaine Burton, Isaiah Bond, all those guys today. Okay, it'll be coming out a little bit later this afternoon. And I do have three keys that I would do defensively going into this game versus um uh, versus Alabama's offense, it's getting better. Okay. So there you go. We'll see you. I'll be on Blake's show tonight at 7 30. And obviously, the normal live stream Tuesday night at 8 15, Wednesday at 6, Thursday night at 8 15. Okay. It is power hour LSU. And tonight, we are doing, oh yeah, Pelicans, Pelicans, how about those Pels, baby, let's go. Tonight, we are doing uh, Lemon Pepper Chicken Wings, let's go.